devil in the details. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson and we're back for 2017 season of Super League Rugby with Salford Red Devils. And it's going to be great, great times. Joining us on this week's show, we've got Paul Whiteside, right Paul? Hey Rob, you alright mate? Not long, not, not long to go now till the, the first game of the season. No, no, counting the counting the days, mate. Really, no, it's it's been a long time since the then the last season, and uh, you know, getting the getting the friendlies under our belt. Now you can smell the new season, now, mate. Yeah, it's coming up quick, and like you say, there'll be loads of uh, things going on this season, and we're looking forward to talking all about it um, on the podcast. Uh, so, what have we got on this week's show, Paul? Yeah, we've got a review of the Rochdale Hornets uh, friendly this weekend just gone. We've got the amateur report, we've got the news, and we've got a preview of this week's game against Halifax, and we've also got a special interview with one of our new signings, Chris Brynham. Cool, so what we'll do, we'll, uh, we'll start with all the news that's gone on uh, since the last podcast. Okay, so all the news coming out from the club and the world of Soft Red Devils. Every off-season we can have a, a bit of bad news. Um, this this time it's Tim Sheens uh, putting us in an employment tribunal over unpaid wages of excess of uh, sorry fifty thousand pounds according to League Express Paul. Um, you know we, we wanted a quiet off season and suddenly bang it just it just happens on it unfortunately. Yeah, it's disappointing and it's disappointing to see you know when the when the hearing is you know as well it's like three days I think isn't it before the Wigan game so uh, you know. Obviously, I don't think it's too much to worry about. It's nothing to do with the players, is it, or, or the playing side. So I don't think it's anything Ian Watson and the, and the lads have got to worry about, really. Is it? I'm sure it's something that Marwan and the, the legal people can sort out with Tim Sheens, and hopefully they get it sorted out sooner rather than later because it's just another negative story hanging over us, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, we don't really know the other in and out, do we? So obviously, let no. Marwan and his, his team sort out with Tim, and you know, hopefully, both parties can then move on. Okay, another bit of news. Uh, the club has given been given a year-long break on to repaying a £1.5 million loan uh, by the local council, Paul. You know, obviously, you know, Marlon Cook is a businessman. He knows, you know, how what he's doing and how to run a club. So, you know, we have to, you know, take, you know, this is a thing that he's factored this in and he knows what he's doing. Yeah, well, yeah, he's the, he's the money man, isn't he? And, uh, you know, I would say he's got people around him who's advising him as well, aren't they? So, let's hope they... They, they sort all them sort of things out. I mean, I'm no sort of money expert, so when it, when it comes to things like that, I don't really really know a right lot. So like a lot of the council stuff as well, it, it doesn't mean much to me really, to be honest. But yeah, let's just hope it's all sorted out. And the main the main thing from my point of view is everything's done by the book this time. We don't want to get in trouble for anything, do we? So as long as everything's run correctly and you know Marwan's doing things the right way, that's uh, all well and good. Yeah. So obviously, them them two pieces of news were the, were the bad news, but. Now, we've got some good pieces of news coming through as well. Um, Willie Poaching, uh, our new assistant coach, Paul, you know, he's, he's got experience uh, and he's going to bring a lot to our coaching setup in 2017. Yeah, he certainly has, Willie Poaching. He, he's been around Super League a long time and he's playing for, you know, for various clubs and spent a lot of time at Wakefield, didn't he, there? And, you know, he knows, he knows the ropes, doesn't he? And he's, he's um, earned his stripes, hasn't he? As an assistant coach, he was at Old Kingston Rovers last season working with James Webster, so... I think he, he, he knows a fair bit, doesn't he? And I think Ian Watson has, has put faith in him as well. So I'm sure he'll do a, do a good job. And speaking to him at the Open days, you know, he's very keen and he seems a very knowledgeable rugby league person. Yeah, Willie Poaching, Martin Gleeson, Ian Watson, you know, are you, are you quite a young, uh, you know, coaching self at Salford. 
you know, but they go in places, you know, they've got experience playing at the highest level and I'm sure, you know, that's only going to benefit, you know, the club and, and the team. Yeah, of course it is, yeah, and, and Martin Gleeson, he's been he's been here a few years now, Martin, I've got a lot of time for Martin, I think he's a good guy, uh, he has a lot of, lots of good ideas and that, and he's working really well with with Ian Watson, and I'm sure Willie Poach will slot right into that, that coaching setup. and, uh, you know, every good coach needs needs good people around him, doesn't he, if you look at Wigan and St. Helens, those signs there, they've got good backroom teams, haven't they, good backroom staff, and I think that, that to me is the key to a successful outfit, you know, you need those, those key people there, obviously we were lost, you know, Tim Sheen's last season leaving and, and I know Tim was a big influence around the club and um, he didn't end the way we wanted it to end with him with him leaving. But I think Ian's bringing the right sort of people in and we've got, don't forget, we've got Ian Blees there as well now. I know Ian's not directly involved with the, with the coaching side, but he's, he's there as well, isn't he, helping Ian Watson. And I think we've got a good core of, uh, you know, good people at Salford at the moment. Yeah, it's just going to be exciting times, obviously. The, the coaching staff and the players are hungry for success after... Uh, last year's million pound miracle I'm sure you know they're going to be fired up to a good season in 2017 Paul yeah definitely definitely um, it was a good day wasn't it um, the million pound day it was a bit of a surreal day really but you know we've got to move on from that as we've we've said a few times in the in the close season now and progress you know that could have quite easily gone the other way and we could have ended up in that championship so you know we've, we've been given another chance really haven't we and we've got a grasp that with both fans now I think and, and progress this season and take that that sort of, I won't say bandwagon, but that sort of bit of, you know, good fortune that we had and that good good finish and, and build that sort of momentum into something else now. And, you know, with, with the Open Day that we had a few few weeks ago, I think there was that sort of feel feel good factor around the club and I think people are, are going to buy into it now. You know, at the, at the Friendly on, on Sunday at Rochdale, Arch, you know, there was a good following there from Salford and it was good seeing everybody again, you know, after the million pound game. I'm sure everyone will be there this weekend at Halifax as well to cheer the lads on. Yeah, next bit of news, uh, our new signing, Chris Wellen. Uh, we've signed him from Bradford Bulls, Paul. Uh, good centre, knows where the trial line is and he's going to, uh, you know, open for another big season uh, this time with us. Yeah, Chris Wellen is a very good player. Um, I've always been really impressed with him. I remember I remember him coming through at Old Kingston Rovers and watching him, you know, as a, as, a, as a young lad coming into their side, you know, about 10 years ago or so. And he always impressed me and he always seemed to score against us. And if you look at his try, his try record, you know, for... For Bradford and for Old Kingston Rovers, it's a phenomenal record, really. You know that he's average tries per game, and he's an out-and-out centre as well. You know, a lot of players these days, you know, they, they can play all sorts of places, can't they? And they have utility players, but but Chris is a, is a specialist centre, and there's not many of those, those sort of players about. And you know, he impressed me on his debut on on Sunday. He came up with a try, and I, I'm sure he'll he'll play a real big part in the squad this season. We've not got the biggest squad in the world, and you know, with the injuries we picked up at the weekend, I'm sure. No, I'm sure Chris has got a big chance of starting in that Wigan game. Yeah, 131 tries in 221 appearances, Paul. You know, great strike rate uh, for him. And yeah. I'm sure he's going to, you know, add a lot of ammunition to our, our back line in 2017. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He's a very experienced player as well. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a really shrewd signing that for me and Watson. Uh, you know, I know he's about 29 now, but he's got bags of experience. He's got plenty of pace as well. And, you know, if he can put his winger in, you know, for a few tries this season, it's, it's going to be really good for us. You know, we've lost Josh Griffin there, haven't we, to, to Hull. He was, a, he was a really good centre for us last season. And, you know, Chris Wellham's got big big shoes to fill there. But I'm, I'm sure he's capable of coming in and doing the business because he's, he's experienced and he's, he's a good player. Yeah, talking about losing players, uh, Ben Murn at the Sala and Josh uh, Jones both suffered injuries in the game against Rochdale. Paul, uh, Ben Murn at the Sala could be up to 10 weeks. Uh, how big a blow that's going to be? Uh, for him and the club. 
Definitely, yeah. I was talking to to Ben at halftime, wasn't it, for a brew, and I saw him, and he was saying he'd got to go for a scan on on Monday. And, you know, the one thing with Ben though is um, he's a nice guy. He's always got a big smile on his face, hasn't he? Even though he got got an injury there, he still had a massive smile on his face, and he's a big character around the side. And we're going to miss him definitely because um, you know he's one of the enforcers, Masilla. Um There's not many of those sort of players about at the moment. He's got the aggression, hasn't he? And he really takes us forward. So, um, so yeah, we're going to miss him for the for the ten weeks, and obviously Josh Jones as well. I believe he's broken his hand, hasn't he? So he's going to be out as well. So that's a big miss. I think Gareth O'Brien, those um, not doing too bad, as if from what I've heard, he's um, he should be should be back soon. So I don't know whether we're going to risk him this weekend, but you know, hearing what I've read in the press and um, you know speaking to him after the game, I think he's going to be available for the Wigan game definitely. So that that's good news because he did take a bit of a, a bang in that challenge. Yeah, obviously injuries. You know, early on in the, in the in our pre-season, obviously with his first game, Paul. Do you reckon the club will be looking into you know a couple of new signings now to to boost the squad? I think the I think the club are always going to be on the lookout, aren't they, for signs? If you've got room on the salary cap or room on your quota, you're always going to have a have one eye open, aren't you, for people who come available? Because you know this time of year there might not be a lot of people available, you know, because sides have have got the squads ready and what have you. But I'm sure if someone comes available on the market and is the right player in the right position, I'm sure Ian Watson and Ian Blees will will be out there having you know making sure they can get hold of um, the, the the talent that, that is needed. So we'll have to wait and see. We we'll see what the uh, see what brings in you know before the seasons. Obviously, you know injuries will mount up, and it's uh, important. Obviously, we've got some youth. You know, in the squad, but I think it's important, Paul, that we have a you know a strong core of players, experienced players, to you know to bring them on. Yeah, definitely. It's a long season as well, Rob, isn't it? We, as we know, you kind of you're bound to get injuries, aren't you? I mean, we've got two more friendly games to go yet, and just hopefully we can get through those games without without any more injuries. But you know, in, injuries happen, don't they? It's part and parcel of the game, and we've not got the biggest squad in the world, but I think we, we're lucky that we've got a very very good core of, of young players, and we saw. We saw that on on Sunday at Rochdale. I was very impressed with with all the youngsters that that came in, and uh, you know, with the size of our squad, those those young lads are, are going to have a have a, a big job this season. I think they're going to be in there, and they're going to get opportunities, and it's up to them to take it. And you know, I'm excited to see how some of these lads go because I think there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, like I say, we'll have to wait and see. You know, if any new faces come in uh, to the squad before the big season kicks off in a in a few weeks' time. Uh, next bit of news uh, was the first today was the first pop up shop. Uh, for Salford Red Devils, they turned up at Wharton and Gateway Centre, uh, you know, to try and distribute merchandise and tickets for, for fans who wanted them, Paul. You know, it's it's a good idea, I think, that, you know, the club getting out there in the community and giving fans the opportunity to get uh, merchandise. Yeah, of course it is, yeah, because at, at the end of the day, it's, it's like not easy for everybody to get to the stadium, is it? So you're not driving or something and you live in Wharton, it's easy for you to get there, I suppose. So, uh, and you sort of bring in, the, bring in the shop and the merchandise to them. So, yeah, it's a good idea. And if the, the more places you can get to, the better, the more people we can spread the word to. Because as we've said on here loads of times, it's a big city, Salford, and a lot of people there, isn't there? And it's just getting our, our names out there and getting people to know and I think it's building that that community spirit as well isn't it the, the, we had we had a lot of that the Willows didn't we and I think it's building that back again and getting the people of Salford to you know to love the club really isn't it? And, and, and follow the club and, and be loyal to the club so um, I think I think that's a good thing getting out there and, and you know putting our name about yeah we heard it was quite busy as well and it's great obviously like you said that you know the fans are you know able to, to access uh, you know merchandise and, and tickets and like I said before with the, with the shop uh, not you know being easy to access regarding where the stadium is. Uh, it's good I think that going to Wharton and you know all the other places around the city uh, to be able to pick up your stuff. It's it's a good idea. 
let's see what happens. Hopefully, you know, they'll be able to go into different parts of the city. They're in Swinton on Friday, Swinton Gateway Centre. Another one, an opportunity, I think, for, for fans to get down. And, and obviously, if fans want a shop, it's a good idea to, you know, to go down, I think, and, and, and you know, access it. So the club think, oh, I might put a shop in this particular area, uh, which only, only benefits both the club and us fans. Paul. Yes, yeah, so, sorry, Rob. I, I thought I didn't know you were asking me a question. There. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think I think it's a I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think we we do need the shop. Really, we need. Yeah, I think you need somewhere to, to go to. I mean, it, it was great when we used to have one in the old precinct years ago, wasn't it? And um, I think I think I do, I do think you need that. I, I definitely think you need that, and hopefully the club will, will come to something. Well, these pop up shops are a good idea, I think, and it's just just spreading that word a bit more, and it's making it, it access better as well for people to get all the things. And get all the tickets and that because I believe, <clears throat> excuse me, um, there's tickets for the whole game, isn't there? the whole friendly at home. Um, I've not got mine yet, so it'd be a good opportunity for me to perhaps get to one of these pop up shops in the next week or two and uh, get my tickets for that friendly. Yeah, uh, next bit of news is uh, next week the away kit is, is uh, unveiled um, Monday next week. You know, obviously, you know, the home kit people have, have, have liked that, Paul, and you know, the away kit is supposed to be good as well. Yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah, and I'm uh, I'm sure it will be, but uh, but yeah, I was very impressed with the home kit on on Sunday, especially the the red and white socks as well. I think it looked really really smart, and I'm awake it will be. I think it's being released at is it twelve o'clock on Monday the twenty third, so that's something to look forward to. Yeah, it's going to be you know good to see the new shirt, and like you say, you know people will go out and buy it, and you know generate income uh, for the club. So another bit of news we've got as well: uh, the location of the the old Willows. Uh, now, what with all them housing estate being built, one of the streets is called Lands Todd Close. Uh, Paul, it's great that you know the club, uh, you know, are going to be remembered. Um, you know, even although we've gone to Barton, you know, one of our greats is, is going to be named after a street. Yeah, that's that's tremendous. That yeah, I think you've got a couple of supporters. I think to thank for that. I know Dave Bainbridge is one of them, and also Roy Bullock as well. He had he had a you know a hand in it as well, Paul. Um, I think he he was one who was sending emails and, and making sure that was named because I think they'd already picked names for it, hadn't they? And I think you know some of the fans have had had a say in that and and, and well played to them as well because um, you know a, a ground you know building houses on that ground there and all those famous names that have graced it. I, I mean I think Lance Todd is definitely uh, you know a name to to be reckoned with and I think that's a, a very pleasing thing from my my aspect anyway that he's been named after Lance. Yeah, it's great. Obviously, you know, because obviously we have to move to Barton, but you know, the, the Weast area, you know, is 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 what Sulphur Red, De- you know, Sulphur Red Devils came came from for me, and it's it's great that you know our legends are going to be named around you know the streets in that area just to keep just to keep the connections both you know with the club with the area really. Definitely, if you, if you drive past around there, what does it make you think of? You can still picture the old ground, can't you? And you know, it's had so many memories for me and so many memories for, I think, everybody else who's been going there and, you know, all those years of history and that. I mean, you've got to keep something of it alive, haven't you? And I think that's one of the, probably the only things you can do now. But it's uh, it's nice when you drive past there and you, and you see that. I think it's going to keep that, that Salford in your heart, I think, for the for the area. OK, so what we'll do now, after we've talked about the news, we'll, we'll talk about the Rochdale game uh, that we won on Sunday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford started their 2017 season with a victory against Rochdale Hornets away from home, 44 points to 18, Paul. A tough, tough uh, friendly, uh, just what the doctor ordered uh, at this stage of the season. 
Yeah, it was tough. I thought Rochdale, they were quite impressive, really, I thought. Um, they, they mixed it with us, didn't they? And they were very, very physical. Um, and they came back at us well in the second half as well. And, they, you know, it wasn't the complete sort of walkover result you would have expected as, as really. It was very similar to the, the game we played with them last season. But, no, they impressed me, Rochdale. And I think um, they'll give some teams a fright, you know, in the championship especially there at Spotland they're a tough team to play against and it's good to see um, young Lewis Palfrey playing as well you know ex-Salford player there in the in the Hornets lineup. he had a good game as well yeah and Ian Watson put a strong team out didn't he he certainly did yeah I wasn't expecting it to be as strong as it was when I saw the team news in the week and then you sent it to me on, on Sunday morning and um, looking at it again I thought blimey you know that's not a bad side at all is it you know we, we had a couple of players missing didn't we Tompkins and Flanagan and uh, Cop Jack but you know other than those sort of three really it was probably one of the the first choice sides really and uh, yeah I thought um, you know I wasn't expecting that really you know to, to give them all the, all the run out in that game but uh, yeah very strong lineup. I suppose after, after going into training in your know, warm pre-season training in Spain it's good to get you know, everybody, as much game time as possible in it, Paul. So, you know, it's good for yeah. him watching to get, you know, that amount of players on the field in, you know, 80 minutes. That's it, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think he chopped and changed it round as, as much as, as sometimes people do in friendly games. I thought he, he did his mix of it right, really. I thought, you know, he spelled the hookers, Wilkinson and, and Browning well. I thought Chris Browning was very impressive early on. You know, he was instrumental in those two first two tries we scored, you know, getting us real good goal forward. His distribution was very good as well. He was very, very impressive, I thought. And as were, as were all the young players, you know, Jake Bibby coming on, I thought he did really well and didn't look out of place whatsoever. So there was some, some good signs there in, in the side. And, and like we were saying, it, it's just a case of trying to get the players as match fit as you can really now for that Wigan game. I mean, it's hard in these friendly games sometimes and it players are a bit rusty and that but that's the way they're going to get the rust off and by playing games with us having two more games now that should get us uh, you know hopefully um, in in the right shape for that that all important first super league game yeah looking back at the game uh, Gaz O'Brien opened the scoring uh, and then Josh Jones crashed over the Salford 12-0 lead early on Paul uh, but like you said Rochdale didn't give up they, they gave us a, a good game but you know good two early scores there from Salford set the tone it was. It was a good start, and you know, looking at those f- first two tries, there it was sort of six minutes gone, wasn't it? And you're uh, you're twelve nil up, and it looked like we were going to absolutely smash on it and get sixty or seventy points. But you know, fair credit to them, they dug their heels in, didn't they? And they defended well. They, they like I said, they, they put themselves about, didn't they? And um, they they give us a real physical contest, and I think that's what you needed. Really, I don't think you can gain a lot from from stuffing a side by sixty or seventy points. You want that. So you need to get that battle hardness, don't you, for for the, the Super League games, definitely. And uh, Rochdale gave us that, and uh, you know, full credit to him. Yeah, Rochdale hit back. Uh, Gaz O'Brien wiped out. Uh, spent a couple of couple of minutes on on the ground. It looked a bit serious, but by the by the look of it on Twitter, he's he's, he's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad had a chat with him actually after the game. He bumped into him in the car park, and he said he he didn't seem too bad. He looked a bit a bit like shaking and that, but you know he was walking about and talking, and he he seemed quite confident to be back in the next couple of weeks. I'm not so sure whether they'll risk him against Halifax, but I'm sure he'll be back maybe for the whole and the or the, the Wigan game. So, uh, but it was it was a worry because he didn't seem to move, and he was he was on the floor for about five minutes or so, and. I was a bit worried there seeing that, but it was hard to judge at the time because with it being no replay, you, you basically saw that kick go up and saw him get clattered and you couldn't really make a decision on it. So I I felt a bit sorry for the referee really because he had to make a decision on the spot and it's probably very hard for him to not to give the try really because 
looking back at it, I mean, I saw the replay of it. Even on the replay, you can't really tell whether it's a nice shot or not. It just looks like a, a good hard sort of tackle, really. And the only thing is, Gareth O'Brien sort of relaxed from catching the ball, and it is a bit of a grey area in the game, isn't it? I suppose that. I mean, I know. Um, Rugby Union are trying to cut that sort of thing out of their game, aren't they? So I'm not so sure whether we should go down that road. But I think it was just unfortunate for Gareth O'Brien, really. And uh, I'm just glad that he's OK. Yeah, it was a tough tackle. But I suppose all he has to do is he jumps, then the tackler can't tackle him. That's, that's the thing. But I suppose in the, the heat of the battle, you know, he, he got clattered and, and lost the ball. And uh, Rochdale went over and under the post to make it 12-6. But so for you, obviously, you know, Played well after that, you know, got two more drives from Johnson and Sow and, you know, reaffirmed our, our control over the game, I thought. Yeah, they did, yeah, and it was good good credit to them, really, because, you know, you'd lost Big Ben, Murdoch, Masilla, and, and Gareth O'Brien going off. I mean, you th- we could have lost a bit of shape there, but the lads didn't, they dug in, they dug the heels in and, uh, you know, kept going there, and Junior Sow, you know, t- took us with a bit of good goal forward, and Greg Johnson, I thought... Finished his tries really well and looked really sharp. And you know he's he's a, a player who's fighting for a place now in the side. And you've got Justin Carney in there, and you know other people looking at wing. You know looking at who's going to be on the wing. You know Nia Levels is, is is a good shout to be on the wing. And Greg Johnson's got a fight for his place now, hasn't he? And he, you know, he did himself a, a, a huge favour there, scoring three tries. And I'm I'm sure he's well in contention now. Yeah, twenty four six at half time, Paul. You know we we wanted a, a sort of a solid complete performance, and I thought like you say because the Rochdale performance. You know, we got that. You know, Salford had to work hard, didn't they, in that first half to, to you know, to build that lead. Yeah, they did. They did. They, Rochdale didn't give us anything, really, did they? Uh, like I said, I thought they defended well and they attacked as well. They, they scored a, some good tries, Rochdale, and, and a well-worked try. That, that One of the tries they scored in the second half was, was a belting try. And as the second half started, you know, they came out like an house on fire, didn't they? Scored two tries and then in the first 10 minutes and got the score back to, to 24-18 and... You know, they had an attack not long after that, and if they could have scored again and got level, you know, they might have backed themselves to, to go on and win the game. But, you know, I think we just had a bit too much, just a bit too much power and pace from in the second half. But, you know, they're, they're no mugs, Rochdale. They're, they're, they're a decent sort of championship side. Yeah, and then obviously Chris Wellen scored on his debut. Great handoff, I thought, Paul. Uh, sent, the, sent his off opponent uh, flying and crashed over to score. And then Greg Johnson crossed for his second, and, you know, we were, we were back in control then, and... You know, the boys worked hard and, and, you know, all that hard work in Spain, you know, it paid off. Yeah, it certainly did. It certainly did. And he, he's got that sort of um, presence about him, Chris Well. I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's got that touch of class, I think, as, as a centre, um, which is which is good to see. And I think he'll, whoever plays on his wing this season, whether it be Carney, Johnson, Evels, whoever, I think he'll, he'll provide, be a good provider because he's that sort of centre. You know, he'll put his winger over. You know he'll get that that yard that yard for him, and he's got that sidestep as well. He's a, he's a very good player, Chris Wellham, and um, I was delighted he, he scored on his debut there. And you know, one thing with Chris as well, he's he's not had it easy as he been at Bradford and all the the turmoil that they've had there. So uh, I think it's it's a it's a good break for him to come to our place now and hopefully have a successful season. And uh, you know, and he'll deserve it. So uh, so good luck to him. Yeah, and then Johnson got his hat trick try, and then the final try was going over in, in the corner. And it was, you know, a great performance by him as well. Good to Jake Bibby build his confidence for the season to come. Yeah, I like Jake Bibby. I've got a, a lot of time for Jake Bibby. Uh, remember last season, you know, watching him in the uh, in the Magic weekend, and I was really impressed with him. I thought he had a brilliant game, um, you know, on such a big stage, you know, for a, for a young 19, 20-year-old kid. So uh, 
just watching him on Sunday, I mean, I thought he looked even more sort of though he progressed, you know, in the in the close season, he looked bigger, he looked he looked fitter, he looked faster. Um, he just looked he didn't look out of place at all, did he? You you thought he'd have been in the side for years the way the way the way he played and the way he took his try and that he looked dangerous. So uh, I'm really excited, you know, big things for him this season. There's there's going to be good opportunities for him in there and you know. Um, his mum was actually sat in front of me on on Sunday, and I couldn't believe he's, st- he's still only twenty. So I mean, you know, he's, he's just a he's just a baby, really, isn't he? So um, that that's the good thing. Then you've got the guys like Ryan Lannan as well, Matty Wilkinson, Josh Wood, the the young guy um, we signed from York as well, uh, Br- uh, Chris uh, Chris Brining. I've got to get his name right, <laughs> <laughs> and the young lad. Um, Daniel Murray as well from Warrington. So there's some good kids there coming through. And, you know, Nia Levels is he's not an old man, is he? But he's probably a bit more senior now compared to some of them. But, you know, there's some real good youths coming through at Salford. And I think it's a really exciting time. Yeah. And this, uh, obviously, Ian Watson after the game had a press conference. And uh, this is what they have to say. Devil in the detail. Game. Yeah, it was a good it out for us. Um, it's, it's what we needed. We're at that we were at that point where we needed the game now just to start working on things in um, them kind of game situations, them pressure situations that you get from the defence getting up and being aggressive in your face. So yeah, in all, pleased with it. One thing was um, the couple of injuries that we picked yeah. up in first half. How did you with the injuries? Yeah, is it, can you hear me like that, Ben? Was it yeah, Ben. Knee? Ben's um, hurt his knee, so we'll just have to be careful with him over the next few days while we assess it and have a little look at it. Um, but We'll be straight on to that tonight, really. And Gareth, it seemed to be a pretty... Yeah, bad, bad knock, to be yeah, fair. It looked pretty high, to be fair, the contact. Yeah, so, I saw Yeah. Because um, the way he went down, he looked like he was out before he... Yeah, so I don't know whether he's hit chest and then stood up, um, or he's hit straight on head, but it looks quite a bit of a nasty one, to be fair. And then, obviously, that we had a few more uh, head knocks after that yeah, as well. Jordan? Yeah, we had uh, Jordan Wall. Um, he's OK, he's up and running. Um, could have come back on, but it's pointless bringing him back on. Chris Wellham um, could have come back yeah, on again as well, so he had another head knock. So, like I say, just precaution. We didn't, we didn't need to put them back on, yeah. so why risk them? Um, and then we have Josh Jones, who hurt his hand, so we'll have a little look at that as well. So he came off as precaution as well, yeah. really. Probably only Ben you're looking at in terms of it could be long term. Yeah, 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 really. Other than that, like I say, it was very worthwhile let out for us. And I know Rochdale gave us a real good hit out last year. And yep. a bit of a tight game there as well. And there was points in the game today where they came back at us as well and tested as well. And that's, that's what we wanted at this stage of the season. And Greg, um, obviously happy with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I think it was three actually. Is it decided it was Bibby? Oh, right. Take him one off in my mate. I'm mate. Yeah, no, it was Bibby in the far corner over there. Yeah, no, it's good for John to get that confidence and get scoring tries. He does a lot of work for us off the ball, which we kind of invested in him as well, and he's doing that as well. And then he's trying scoring exploits on the back of it. It'll be good for him and good for us. You've just come back from Spain, so how was that trip and looking ahead? You know, got a couple more games, but how's pre-season been? To be fair, the pre-season's been great. Um, it's run pretty smooth this year. There's um, obviously certain things that we need, we need to identify. We need to work a little bit harder on as a group. Um, most of the things that we've actually well identified from this game, we've actually worked on as well. Yep. So it, it just means a, 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 that bit of repetition on it and uh, making sure that we're better coming towards the Super League season. So when we're there, we'll bang on with it. And any standouts for you in terms of players? Any of the new lads? Yeah, caught well, your eye. I, I, some of the old lads, I thought Nile was outstanding for us today. Um, Nile was really good, um, especially when he, he dropped into a fullback again for us. Um, I know he's been working a hell of a lot hard on his game as centre and as a fullback as well, and he performed really well. Chris Wellham, that little bit of centre skill where he just put, uh, was it John get away down the right wing? Yep. Again, um, 
it's a, probably a long time since we've had a centre who's been able to have that ability to be able to just catch and pass with somebody right up on your face as quick as that. So it was good to see from him as well. Uh, Chris Brynion I thought was probably one of our best in the first half. Lama and Moose definitely added to us. Um, there's a big difference with Moose being on the field and his talk and his leadership um, to when he come off as well, so it looks good. Some good minutes as well for some of the younger lads, some of the ones coming through, your, your Josh Woods, your Matty Wilkinson's, those kind of players, Jake Bibby got some good time. Yep. In terms of going into the season, it must be really, really valuable to be able to get them some minutes, a, a relatively small squad, I guess. Yeah, we, we want them to be up to speed straight away. We've told them not to focus as being um, a part a bit part player in this squad. They're a first team playoff, so what they've got to do is fight for the place, and that's what they're doing out there is they fight for the place and they're competing. Josh Wood competing against Dobble and Rob Louie. You've got, um, and also for the nines, he played nine a lot for his last year, which was good to be fair. You've got young Chris Brinnin as well, who's coming in. So you've got Logan, don't forget, as well. So Matty Wilkinson against second half. So it's important that they get them minutes and they get up to speed with first team level and playing at that, uh, that kind of intensity every week and above that. We're building to Halifax next week and then Hull FC the week after. What will you see as kind of markable progression as this pre-season progresses? The things that we've been working on, like I said, there's quite a few things we've been working on there, which we could see some of it was good. Um, the big one today was for us was kind of having a bit more of a resilience about us. We're disappointed with the two tries we conceded in the second half. Um, having a bit more resilience about us as well and making sure that we're, we're aggressive with our deal a little bits in certain sections as well which we've highlighted and to be fair we probably fell down in that in um, a few couple of areas today so we'll readdress that again in the next coming weeks and you've, you've brought in Chris he's still looking to sort of strengthen the back line or yep, well, there's the options what we want is competition across the board in, in all places and we've kind of got that now um, with, with Chris coming in as well if you think about our centres and our centres the good eye centres is that they can play wing as well, you've got Junior who can play on the wing as well, so that pushes um, Carney and pushes Jono to another level Niall can play on there as well, Niall can cover all your back lines to be fair, and then like you say you've got um, we've got Junior, we've got Chris Wellham, we've got Niall, we've got Josh Jones who we can play in the centre yep. um, so we've got options there now um, which the addition of Chris was a good one for us because it built our numbers up a little bit, the thing is what we want is we want competition across the board with all positions, so it's the best way of addressing that and making sure we get that really yeah. And you just, just lastly, you mentioned Niall playing centre and fullback, and obviously to play wing as well. Do you have one set position that you see him in, or do you think he's a utility back? Niall's been a, a utility for a number of years now, and he, he, he's a great utility to have. Um, he can play on the wing, he can play fullback, he can play centre. We've been training him a hell of a lot this year in the centre because we think we can get some stuff out of him there as well. Um, and like likewise, he's been training in the fullback position. So it's, it's best to see if he takes his chance and takes an opportunity to perform, and then he'll hold his spot in the team. So, William, what's happy with the uh, with the workout, Paul? And uh, you know, going off to Spain, he said it. You know, it works wonders uh, for this game. They worked a lot of things, and it all came out to, into play uh, against uh, Rochdale. Yeah, that's what you want, though. Yeah, I think it was a good idea going there as well. It gets you away from from sort of the, the naff weather we've had here, and, and that's I think that's going to benefit and that you know being able to do things perhaps they wouldn't have been able to do on the tra on the training pitch over here and. I think he, he and they, he sounds like uh, he's confident now and we've just got to take that into this weekend now. We've got a, another tough game coming up this weekend and if we can hopefully get through this one without any injuries and then uh, obviously we've got the dress rehearsal on against Hull. Yeah, we mentioned Devils and Brennan uh, having good games and it's great, obviously, you know, the players working themselves back into the full fitness and, you know, players like that have got, have got big uh, 2007 ahead of them, haven't they? Yeah, they have and there's, to be honest, there's an opportunity now for Nia Levels, you know, 
if if Gareth O'Brien doesn't play this weekend and and Evels plays at fullback, you know, he has a storming game. What does um what does Ian Watson then do for the whole friendly game? Does he bring Gareth O'Brien back in or does he leave Nile Evels there? So sometimes when players get injured, other players get opportunities, don't they? And I'm sure Nile Evels will, will, will grasp his opportunity, whether he plays winger, centre or fullback, because he's he's that sort of player in it. But I was impressed with, with Nile on the on Sunday, you know, he's starting to look a complete player now, and he's very dangerous, and he's a very exciting player to watch. But as for um, for 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 Brining as well, um, I'm really paranoid about his name. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure I get it right. But um, but yeah, I thought I was very impressed with him. You know, from for a young lad who's come from uh, Championship One straight into our side, there he didn't look out of place, and you know, I think he's going to have. have a real game time this season and he's got a big opportunity to do big things yeah we got some uh, three word match reports from our listeners big thanks to everyone who, who put them in uh, Jake Chanuk said steady strong and injured his man of the match was, was Johnson Gary Williams tough first run out uh, and his man of the match was Evels Colin Reynolds never any friendlies uh, and his man of the match was Johnson people put in uh, Greg Johnson as man of the match ball obviously because of his uh, hat, the hat trick of tries uh, and Nicholas Fletcher out Gaz O'Brien professional and his man of the match was Evels so you know like I say Johnson and, uh, and Evels uh, pick up the uh, the man of the match award for this week yeah definitely I thought I thought Greg Johnson played well he, he finished his tries really well and you know he was he was switched on money and he took his opportunities when, when they came along to him and uh, you know we all know Greg Johnson's a good, a good finisher isn't he? he's a powerful bloke he's got plenty of pace he's, he's, he's great to watch and uh, we know he's had his problems with injuries, but if he can stay clear of them this season, you know he could wind up scoring a sack full of tries. So uh, let's hope he does, because uh, you know we're going to need that, aren't we? If we're going to finish in that top eight. Yeah, and the final one uh, with Chairman Bob. Uh, let's get physical, and his man of the match was uh, Chris Bryan. So who was your man of the match for the, the game against Rochdale Park? Well, I, I was going to go with Chris Bryan actually. I agree with Bob on that one. I, th- I thought he played really well, um, especially in that first sort of twenty minutes. His pace off the mark, his distribution there, he really took the team forward um, and he, he looks a really clever player and I'm really excited about, about Chris Browning, really excited about seeing him you know, pit his wits against some, some of the Super League uh, sides and uh, you know, I hope he's in that side against Wigan, you know, I know we've got Logan Tompkins there to come in as well but you know, I'm all for you know, spelling the hookers if we're going to do that this season. We've done it before with Tommy Lee and, and, and Logan. So, so yeah, I'm gonna, just going to edge with, with Chris Brown. I thought Nile Levels played well. There's, there's, there's a few people you could have given it to, but um, I'm just edge with uh, with uh, Brian in this week. I'm going to go I'm going to go for Chris Welland, me. I think he's, he's scoring his debut. He came off the bench, didn't he? Uh, when I yeah, think yeah. Jones go off as well. I think, you know, he, he settled it down. He scored a great try with a good friend. And, you know, like you said, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a professional. He knows where the line is. He, he's, he's top, top class and... I'm expecting big things from him in uh, 2017. So that was the review of the Rochdale game. Now what we'll do, we'll, we'll see what amateur uh, report and news uh, this week uh, with Paul. Well, welcome to this week's Amateur Report. It's another uh, short one this week regarding results and fixture-wise. As I said last week, it was the uh, the AOC Rugby League National Knockout Cup. South Gloucester and Stroud beat Salford by 50 points to 32 in the first round of that. That was on Wednesday the 11th of January. So sorry to see Salford go out early in the competition. But Hotwood Hall had a good win. They beat Priestley away from home by 50 points to 10 to progress to the second round. Uh, there's no fixtures regarding our university sides this week, but on Wednesday the 18th of January, there's a few college fixtures. Fixtures. Uh, Hopwood Hall in the Premier Division going really well at the top. They've won six from their eight games. They're in action and they're taking on the Furness Raiders. 
And in the North West League 1, Salford City play Winstanley. And in League 2, the Salford Red Devils play Warrington. Both those games are on Wednesday as well. Going to the, the National Youth Cups, we've just got one result in that from the weekend. In the under-14s, Barlet National Youth Cup, it was Oldham St. Anne 6, Holton Farm with Hornets 10. And the fixtures for the 22nd of January, this, this coming Sunday, in the under-15s, it's round one of the National Cup. And it's Black Brook Royals against Lock Lane. There were buys for Saddleworth and Waterhead in that competition, which they will go through to, to round two. Just going back to the Challenge Cup as well, I gave you the draw last week on the, on the uh, amateur report. All 16 ties in the first round of the Labrooks Challenge Cup will be played on Saturday the 28th of January. No teams at the moment have uh, have asked for a Sunday slot, so all those games are going to be played on Saturday the 28th of January. As soon as I find out when the draw is for the second round, I'll let you know about that. The Masters Rugby League have confirmed five festivals in 2017, climaxing in an event at Blackpool on the 9th of September. Cumbria has the honour of launching the season on the 22nd of April at a venue to be confirmed, while Medway hosts the South East Festival on the 10th of June. The over-35s format heads for the following month on the 15th of July at Eastmore. Organisers have had to move on to Crossfields Warrington on the 12th of August. The Rugby Football League has organised a couple of workshops at which Red Hall officials will advise those who run teams in the Kingston Press side at National Conference League how to build sustainable clubs. Club Development Officer John Oates, who has already worked with several amateur outfits and all professional clubs, will make presentations at the Shaw Cross Sharks on Sunday the 22nd of January and at the Lee Minor Rangers Club on Sunday the 5th of February. Both sessions will be run from 11am to 1pm and admission is free and delegates will be sustained by a bacon or sausage sandwich, so you can't argue with that. And attendance with a maximum of four per club is on a first come first serve basis. Places can be reserved by emailing Chris Chatton at RFL .co.uk and you spell Chatham C-H-A-T-T-E-N So finally this week on my amateur report I'll give you, I know these are not amateur games but I'll give you the results from the friendlies at weekend that I've managed to get all the results from Barrow Raiders drew 22 all at Craven Park with Oldham Keithley Cougars beat Whitehaven by 42 points to nil Wakefield Trinity came back from 30 points to 30 points to 10, 30 points to 4 down, sorry, to uh, beat Castleford Tigers by 32 points to 30 at Bellevue. Swinton Lions won 52 points to 18 at the North Wales Crusaders. Featherstone Rovers beat York City Knights by 46 points to 4. Our opponents, Halifax, they were beaten by 30 points to nil away at Widnes on Sunday also. Leeds Rhinos were victorious away at Hunslet. They won by 21 points to 14 in a really tight affair there. Hunslet Club Parkside 4, Oxford 10, Dewsby Rams 28, Yowies RL 30 and obviously we beat Rochdale Hornets by 44 points to 18. So there's plenty of action now as the season comes uh, comes ever closer and we don't forget we've got our friendly against Halifax this Sunday at the Shea 3 o'clock kickoff on the 22nd of Jan. Well that's it for me, I'll catch you next week. Cheers for that, Paul. So now we've got a big interview with uh, Chris Brining. Paul, you spoke to him, and uh, this is what he has to say. Right, I'm delighted to say on Devil in the Detail podcast, I've been joined by Chris Brining. How are you doing, Chris? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm all right. You, you signed for us, and you've signed a two-year deal, I believe, from yeah. York. Yeah, I have. Yeah, two years. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so uh, where are you from originally, mate? Um, I'm from uh, Scarborough originally. Uh, I lived in York for a few years while I was at uni, but... 
Yeah, Scarborough lad. So you signed for York at quite an early age, I believe. Yeah, well, I've been with. Um, I was with the scholarship system for about 12, 13. Um, signed my first kind of professional contract with when I was 16. Um, played my first game when I was 17. So, so what? You know, being from Scarborough, I mean, it's not like a rugby league sort of place, really. Is it what get you into rugby league? Uh, no, it's not really. I mean, they've had teams in the past, but um, you know, Scarborough Pirates is where I grew up playing, and then I moved on to New Year's with Carl Blacks. Um, but yeah, my, my dad was kind of into it. Um, and then my brothers, he got my brothers into it when uh, when they were younger, and it's just kind of went from there, really. So who did your dad follow then? Uh, Leeds Rhinos. Leeds Rhinos, right? For his, for his <laughs> That's all right. Someone has to, don't they? <laughs> exactly. So who's had a, who in particular has had a big influence on your career so far then? Um, family's always been a, you know, a big influence. You know, my, I've got three brothers, and uh, they've, they've always uh, had a big influence on me, and also my dad as well. You know, loves rugby, and just everyone involved, really, in my family. Uh, I've known some good coaches over the years as well, especially at York, uh, Mick Ramsden, uh, James Ford, who I've just been at, been with now, and you know, I've, just, I've had really good people around me for a, a number of years, to be honest. And it's a shame what's happened at York as well, isn't it? I mean, there's been a lot of problems there, financial troubles and, yeah. and things like that, aren't there? and they're, yeah. they're a good club, aren't they? Yeah, there is. There's a lot of things going on, and you know, there's a there's a three-way kind of uh, thing going on here between York City football, York Knights. Uh, and the council, so I mean, I don't really know too much about it. We just kind of got on with with playing as best we could. Um, but yeah, they're a good club. It's a good good city. You know, they've got a really good coach, and I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I hope so because they, are, like you said, they are a good club, and it's it's sort of. I know, I know York's got a lot of teams in, but where York is, it's sort of an untapped area. Really. You've not got like loads of teams that close by, have you? So you've got a lot of people there, big city as well. So let's hope they they do. Something. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a real, real lovely city. You know, you know, there's some really passionate fans about rugby, and they used to get some really big crowds. And after the trouble off the field, it's kind of just died down a little bit. But I'm sure. Yeah, well, sure we back. wish them all the best. I hope yeah, they do make a bit of a comeback. So travelling from Scarborough to York for your training, that must have been a bit of a challenge for you at such an early age. Yeah, it was. I mean, I had to rely on you know grandparents, uh, my dad, anybody else, any friends who used to come that way, um, or I'd just get the train. As soon as I was about 16, I uh, was able to get the train, 15, 16, I got trained by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so fifty-one tries in seventy-five games for York. Is that, have I got that stat right? Is that? I, right? Do you know what? I have no idea. Because I've been sent that by Rob, one of the other podcast lads. So um, I presume that's right. I presume he's done his research. But that, that's pretty impressive, that mate. Uh, yeah. I mean, last couple of years, I've, I've just got quite a few. I just, just, I don't know really. You just kind of, quite a few of them have been close to the line and things like that. But in, in they all count though. Don't yeah. They? Exactly. I mean, if I see an opportunity to get an easy four points, I'll go for it. So is that the sort of game you play? Are you pretty nippy from from dummy half? Are you do you like? Uh, I mean, are you like a Daryl Clark sort of hooker? You want to go for that gap, and so that's what that's what the modern day hooker is about. I think, isn't it? These yeah, days? there's you know there's there's different types of hookers. I suppose I suppose if you compare me to any kind of person, well, to any kind of player, it would be a running kind of hooker. And uh, James Ford, my last coach, you know, was quite big on me, you know, using that part of my game and getting out from dummy half when I see either a marker down or someone late retreating and just kind of. Get out and make some make some yards for the team. But if you can get over the line as well and get get the odd try, I mean that's obviously going to oh, be yeah. going to be cool, isn't it? Yeah. So be, becoming the club's youngest debutant at seventeen, that must have been a proud moment for you and your family. That for York when you played for York. Yeah, it was. It was against uh, it was against Widnes, and they just found out they were going up into Super League, so they were all uh, pretty happy and trying to earn a contract. I think because they went out and absolutely. Uh, so, so how old are you now then? I'm 23. I just you're turned 23, 23 last 23 year. Yeah. So you've just been a pro for what six seasons? Now? Yeah, five or six seasons. Yeah, I played. Yeah, I played a few, and then I probably would have played a few more games. I had an injury. I broke my ankle a couple of years ago, but you know, it's just 
I broke my thumb, but I was just unlucky. But I've had no injuries touch wood yeah, last yeah. year or so. So, so uh, what made you sign for Salford then? Did you have other options, or was Salford always going to be the one for you? Or I, um, I had a couple of other options, and I spoke to my agent, and he had a few. But at the time, um, I spoke to when Tim was here, and I spoke to what I really liked what they were about. I really liked what they were doing with the club. Um, just I think they've got you know a lot of ambition on and off the field. And I'm just excited to be a part of it. We, we, we've, we seem to have, like we were saying to, to you know, Daniel Murray, your teammate, the other week, there's a lot of potential here at Salford. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good young squad, but we've got, I mean, last season we've not signed lots of players. We've signed yourself, Lee Moss, Lamentars, and Daniel Murray. So we have kept the core of the, of the side from last season. But I, I, between you and me, I think you're going to have a really good chance of getting in that side. I mean, we've only we've lost Tommy Lee, who's going to St. Helens. We've got. Um, Logan Tompkins there as well. So, do you find what are your goals for next season? I mean, you obviously you're going to be called upon next season. It's not a massive squad here, is it? No. So, you're going to be called upon. It's not. There's a, at the moment we've got we've got kind of three because there's uh, myself, Logan, and Matty Wilkinson. Um, yeah, my my goals. I, I just want to play as many games as I can. I want to get in that 17. To be honest, um, whether that's off the bench or starting, whatever. I don't. You know, I don't care. I just want to. Train hard and work myself into the team. Well, a lot of sides, I mean, in the modern game, now, a lot of sides, you don't get many hookers that play 80 minutes, do you? A lot of teams sort of spell their hookers mm. anyway, don't they? So I reckon you're going to have a, you know, a good chance there next season of getting into that, that side. So how are you finding it so far, being at Salford? I mean, it's like coming to a new school. As I said that's a Daniel Money, but it is, isn't it? You know, it's your new dressing room and that some of these lads are quite settled here. Is there any jokers in the pack or is anybody to look out for? Uh, do you know what? Everyone's just, uh, everyone kind of has a joke with each other and. There seems a really good spirit here. There is, mate. You know, we get on, we get on really well, and I, I feel like I've known some of them, you know, for a long time, and it hasn't taken me long to settle in at all. Um, you know, and I appreciate for everyone for accepting me, and welcoming me, and you know, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. Should we get any nicknames yet? No, I've got nothing. No, just. Just Chris. Lama calls me Chrissy sometimes, but that's about it. So what, what are your aims for the season, as you just said there, to, you know, to play as many games as, as you can, really? I suppose that's, that's your main aim. And the same, same talk to young Daniel Murray last week. Uh, for you young guys, it's just establishing yourself in, in the side now. I mean, there's no reserve grade as yet, is there? There's no academy or anything. So first-team football's got to be the main aim for you this season, hasn't Yeah, it? definitely. I mean, like I say, I want, to, I want to play as much as I can for Salford. You know, I sign for Salford. I want to be, uh, I want to be in that 17. Um, I think Bleasy mentioned the other night the, the playing with uh, concept of maybe having a reserves. I don't think I don't know how that's going to pan out or what, or maybe a dual reg team. Um, but I don't know who or what's going on there, to be honest. But um, but yeah, Salford seventeen is you know where I want to be. How have we found Ian Blaze? Mate, he seems seems like a good bloke. He's got a lot of stuff uh, going on, so he's a busy uh, he's a busy man. But um, I think he's going to be really good for the club. I think so. I mean, I remember him as a player, yeah. um, sort of twenty, twenty odd years ago, and he was a big part of the side. Then of us getting promoted back in nineteen ninety one, I think it was, and to have him back now, he seems to have given the club a real, a real lift. Because last season, you know, we had a, you know, quite a bit of negativity with yeah. the, the salary cap. But you know, speaking to some of the people who came to the fans forum the other night, I mean, it, there does seem to be a real buzz about the place now, and you must be excited for the, yeah, for the season. I'm, I'm really excited, and you know, I was, I was at that fans forum, and there was a few. You know, questions that I thought him and uh, and Watto handled really well. Um, I think it's just really good they've got someone like like Blazy and Watto, good ties with the club, really passionate about Salford, passionate about rugby, and I just 
I think it's really good and it can only, you know, Salford I feel like can go in a really... Please, he had a long career at Salford and I mean Ian Watson had a couple of spells yeah. here as a player as well so you know we know all about that and how do you find Ian Watson as a coach he's, he's, you know, he's a young coach young yeah. up and coming coach but he's doing a good job isn't he? Yeah I think he's doing a really good job you know he had he had Tim as well last year and I think he's probably learned a few things off him as well but you know he's got his style and he's he's sure of what he wants to do um, he's, he's yeah I, I think he's really good and like I say he was one of the main reasons why I signed here I thought he was a really ambitious coach he knew his stuff and he just uh, kind of he had a sense that he could really develop me into a, a better player. I think with, with Ian Watson, I think that's his style. He, he starts to, to give the young players a chance. He did that last season. We've, we've brought quite a lot of young players through over, over the last couple of seasons, really, when Yestin Harris was here as well. And I think Ian will give the, give the youth a chance, won't we? Yeah, definitely. You know, he was talking again the other night at the fans forum and people were asking, are we going to get many more players, this and that. And he, you know, he's, he's confident in the squad he's got. Um, people were asking about centre, and we've we've got Nile level old. Um, and he was talking about him, and how much he rates him. And you know, I completely agree. I think he's a quality player, and yeah. I think you do an absolutely you know fantastic job there. Yeah, it's a t- it's a tough start as we were saying the other week. You know, we've got Wigan at home, haven't we? Then we've we've got other tough games coming up after that. But you must relish that, you know, coming from York. I mean, no disrespect to York playing in, in the division yeah. they were in, but now you've got the champions at, at home down here at the AJ Bell. 11th of February, that must be something, you know, yeah. you want to be in that side oh, for that game. I just, I want to, like I say, I just want to play as much as I can. Um, I'm just excited to, you know, be doing this full time. I've only ever experienced part-time rugby and, you know, that as difficult as it is, you know, with you've got work and things like that. But yeah, excited for Wigan, I'm excited for all of them, to be honest. So right? what did you do as your job then when you was working for, when you were playing for York? Did you have a job? Or? Well, as I say that, did I work? Um, so my first... For um, 2012-2015, I was a student, so I suppose it wasn't really so much work. Um, and then when I'd finished my first degree, I went and did a postgraduate certificate education in, a, in primary school teaching. So the last year, I was doing that um, alongside playing for York. So that was pretty hectic because it was full-time. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that was a pretty busy year for me. So you've put that on hold now, or have you finished all I've finished that. I'm a qualified right. primary school teacher now, right, so right, um, I've got that yeah, five years to do it, um, to do your first year's teaching. Um, so, I mean, where I see it, if if five years passes and I haven't done it yet, obviously rugby must be going well. Yeah, yeah, if I, that's right. If I do complete within five years, then you know, that's what he's there for. So, you know, I'm, so you're one of the, the brain boxes of the changing room. Then, I don't yeah. know about that, but um, <laughs> yeah, do. I it's good. To, it. It's good to have something like that exactly, to fall back. Yeah. I mean, a lot of players do things like that now, don't they? And have things, you know, because it's a short career, as, as we all know. But, um, but yeah, I think you've got a, a good career out of here at Salford. And I'm hoping, you know, you got a two-year deal. You said, didn't you? But mm. let's hope, you know, that extends longer than that. So, who's your uh, like sporting and rugby league heroes? Oh, who you looked up to when you was a kid? Well, I said my, my dad was a Leeds fan. I followed Leeds when I was growing up. Um, do you still follow Leeds now, then? Not so much. I mean. I, 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 I watch rugby still. Um, I'm a Leeds United fan as well. I bet there's a few. Uh, they did all right last night, though, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they they did, weren't they too bad, were they, last night? No, I, I saw a bit of that last night. I, yeah, I watched it all and I thought, uh, we, we didn't do bad, but what can you say? Yeah. Liverpool are pretty good at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, idols. I used to like Danny Baderis as a kid. I thought he was a you know, yeah. quality player. When he played at Leeds. When he was yeah. at Leeds, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I suppose at Newcastle as well. Um, I used to love Gareth Ellis as a kid as well growing up I just uh, you know just there's loads of players he's playing against him next season as well yeah hopefully yeah can't, yeah. can't wait yeah <laughs> I could 
Yeah, top of my head, I can't think of. But if you go back over the last ten years, I suppose Leeds have had you know the last twelve, fifteen years. Leeds have been at the top of the tree, haven't they? And, that, yeah. and it was it was different to see them struggling last season. I was saying to somebody the other day, I can't see that being the same this season. But you're going to be testing yourself against some of them sides next year. I mean, have you played against many Super League sides before? And you played for York? Did you uh, play in any cup ties or anything? Or we, I played Catalan when I was when I was about nineteen. Uh, oh, sorry, eighteen maybe. Um, we went with basically a reserve side there, and we didn't do very well. And we played um, Cass in a pre-season friendly as well, so I played them. Um, so yeah. So how are you bearing up then for this season? No injuries or anything? You're fully fit, ready to go for these friendlies? Because we've not got long now. I mean, so far I'm fine. So touch wood, I'll. Be, I'm, you know, I'm ready to play now. I can't wait to get stuck in them. I think a lot of the players feel like that, don't they? I mean, it's, I don't know. Does it seem like a long pre-season for you when, it, when the grand fan? Because our fixture sort of finished first of October in the million pound game. Again, by the way, I have to ask you about the million pound game. Did you watch that? Yes, I did. <laughs> How did you find it watching it? Because I know when speaking to Daniel Murray and Lama Tazi with them signing for Salford and knew they were coming back, they were sat there watching that. I suppose supporting us, thinking. What league am I going to be playing in next season? So you must have had your eye in your mouth thinking, I want to play in that Super League. I don't want to sign for Salford and yeah. play in the First Division. You know, I, I, either way, you know, I was, uh, it, it would have been kind of fine for me in a way. I was, I was excited. I was just excited to come, you know, and play for Salford. But obviously, I wanted them to stay in Super League, and it was, uh, it's actually York's end of season do, and we were all watching it, and everyone was just like looking at me, <laughs> like you know, wanting Salford to be doing really well. And then about five minutes, pretty much everybody left. And it was only me and a couple of other lads sat there watching it. I'm, I'm glued to the screen. And then, you know, the last two minutes, and then it was all history now. But yeah, yeah, the last two minutes of that game, I think I must have watched it about 50-odd times. I've watched it a few times. just one of those things. You probably never play in a game like that, but, no. I bet, but at least you are going to be playing Super League, which, yeah. which is the main thing. Yeah, so. I mean, none of us want to play in a million-pound game, to be honest. We, have. We, want, we want to be up there. Um, we expect to be. What do you think the targets are going to be for next season? I know um, Ian Watson, you know, is, is a good, honest guy. He's, I don't think he's one of them who's going to come out and say we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do the other. But he must have targets for you. I mean, speaking to some of the other supporters, I mean, people are talking about top eight. Do you think top eight's realistic? I don't see why not. I mean, last year we would have been top eight. Um, you know, and the squad's improved, hasn't it? The squad, the squad's improved. And, you know, it's gelling together, and he's. Brought in, you know, like Lama and Lee Moss up two big names there, and young kid in Diz, you know, big, big, strong kid. Um, I don't know. I don't see why not. Um, I think we've got some real, really good players in this team, and a really good, good squad and a good close uh, group and team spirit, like you said. It's about a good start, I think, and if we can get off to a good start and maybe topple Wigan in that first game, like I said to Daniel Money, I think the confidence of the players is going to grow in it, and I think that's what it's all about. People have said to me that the squad's not a massive squad, but I think the core of the squad, and especially with the young players that are there as well, I think we can we can test anybody on our day, can't we? And especially down here yeah. at AJ Bell Stadium. Definitely, it's, you know, we have got some young kids here, um, but I can't believe how good some of them are. You know, just. I didn't really know what to expect coming in to full time, but yeah, everyone's just everyone wants the same thing, you know. Everyone buys into what Waterloo says, and yeah. How have you found it like training full time? Is do you enjoy it? Yeah, mate, I do enjoy it. Yeah, it's, yeah. is it tiring though? Because I mean, the when, when you train for York, what would you train? Then would it be two nights a week you train then, or three um, nights a week? Or we would would train on Tuesday, Thursday, and I this would be on an evening, and then uh, on a Friday we have like a team run, and then play with play the weekend so. Yeah, it was usually three nights a week. A bit soft from yesterday, but you know, it's all. How do you find yourself like looking in the mirror? Now you must think, blimey, I'm a lot bigger than I was this time twelve months ago. Or have you not really sort of changed body wise? Um, to be honest, 
weight wise, I'm, I'm probably only about a kilo heavier. But from the start of the year, do you feel um, fitter though? Yeah, definitely feel fitter. Um, I've I've lost about I don't know how much body fat I've lost. I've lost a bit though, and I'm about the same weight, so I must put on some muscle, which is good. Yeah, that's good. That's so GB's doing a good job. Yeah, and you're going to need it in a super league. Yeah, there's some big there's some big lads in that in that league, and but you, you must be confident though though being able to stand up against them because you know we've been talking about you. We we know we've seen you score scoring tries. I know it's at a different a different mm. league, but. Players have done it from from other sides, come up into Super League and, and made it. And you know, I'm hoping you're going to do the same. Yeah, I mean, I'm just. I may say I'm excited to be. Here. I'm just going to train hard and and see how it goes. I'm going to you know do my best. I always do whenever I, whenever I play. So yeah, I can't wait to get stuck in. Well, we wish you all the best and all the best of luck from Devlin and Detail and everybody at Salford. And just hope you have a really good season and uh, hope you're in that side as much as you can, mate. And thanks for thanks for thanks for taking your time off oh, on your day off and coming speaking to oh, us. Oh no, it's really kind of you, mate. Thank oh you no, worries. Thanks, appreciate it. It's good been, luck. Been good. Thank you very much, mate. That was Chris Brining talking to us, Paul. And you know, a great performance on Sunday. Uh, and you know, sounds like a really nice bloke too. He's a nice lad. He's a really nice lad. Very well spoken. Very down to earth. And um, yeah, it was nice, nice to meet him. And he was one thing I got from him. He was very excited to to be at Salford. And um, you know, that's that's what you want. He's really seems really hungry and really thankful that he's got the opportunity. He's not coming here, you know, with a big ego or you know, is the is like a big big sort of star name he's he's very humble he's coming here you know as a young lad he's moved to the area and I think he's going to really take the take the opportunity with both hands and I, I just wish him all the best because he's a smashing lad and uh, we, had, we had a really good chat cool so what we'll do now we'll, uh, we'll talk about the Halifax game it's time on the double of the So we take on Halifax, uh, RLFC on on Sunday, Paul. Uh, another friendly, uh, and we're looking for another good performance. Yeah, we certainly are. Yeah, I think Halifax. Uh, no disrespect to Rochdale, but I think it'd be like a sort of a step up from there. They're quite an established Championship side, Halifax, aren't they? And we know we played them two years ago, didn't we, in the Middle Eights, and they give us a, a good game that day. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I like going up to, to Halifax. You know, the old Thromal ground. It's now the Shea now, isn't it? But it's always a, it's always a good away trip that. So. Uh, Looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, got some good quality in that, in that squad, the Halifax squad, Paul. Uh, who stands out for you and uh, that team? Yeah, they have. They've got a good young winger, James Saltonsall, his name is. He's a decent player. I know he had a good good season last year in the Championship. Steve Tyra plays there, obviously ex Salford ex player. Good centre, you know, good goal kicker, points machine. Rob Warranty, Scott Morell, the halfback. Um, yeah, and there's a couple of ex-Reds ex in the in the pack as well. They're in Ryan Boyle and Luke Ambler, so uh, they've got got a fair side, really. Jacob Fairbank as well, you know, one of the from the Fairbank family in, in Halifax. So uh, they've got some decent players. Halifax, they're not a bad side, good good rugby side. And and, and I think last time when we played Scott Morell, you know, he was the, the the man to watch really. The so the go forward halfback. So I think they'll they'll cause us problems, Halifax. But we should have too much for them. But I think it'd be another good workout, and that's that's exactly what we need. Obviously, with Salford without Josh Jones and uh, Ben Murdoch Masala, you know, do you think um, Ian Watson's going to rotate the, the squad a bit? Yeah, I think he's going to have to do really, isn't he? You've lost two sort of two big men there, haven't you? So, uh, you know, obviously we've got Craig Kopjack and, and Flanagan to come in, haven't we? So I, I, I would would have thought that that Craig and, and Mark might get a run out this this weekend, and Logan Tompkins also as well if he's fit. 
I'm sure he'll be raring to go as well and and, and getting uh, getting his chance. So uh, so yeah, you you probably see it change around a bit this week and. Uh, some of the other lads will, will get a go as well. Perhaps some of the lads who are on the bench against Rochdale, you know, that's a Daniel Murray and, and Ryan Lannan. Perhaps, perhaps they'll come in because I think it'd be good to to blood some of them, those younger players as well and let them have a go. Because uh, I believe Halifax played Witness at the weekend and were beaten thirty points to nil. But it was quite a tight game, I think, that until the last sort of fifteen minutes. So, uh, so they're no mugs, Halifax. It's going to be be a tough and, and physical encounter. So, give me your, your score prediction for the game on Sunday. Eh, oh, it depends on the weather, doesn't it? <laughs> depends on the weather at Halifax. If it's a bad day, it could be it could be a close game. I think it's going to be dry in it on on Sunday. So, um, we're going to go for. I think it's going to be tight. I'm going to go to Salford thirty, Halifax fourteen. Fourteen. I'm going to go Salford forty, Halifax ten. I think uh, you know after the tough game. On uh, on last Sunday against Rochdale, you know the boys are going to be, you know, ready for it, ready to take, uh, you know, Halifax apart. Obviously, it's only pre-season. We want the players to, you know, to work on the fitness. But I've got a feeling, you know, the boys are going to go through the, you know, do the gears against Halifax on uh, on Sunday. Uh, it's the Colin Dixon Memorial Trophy as well, Paul. Colin Dixon, a a, a legend in in, in Salford Colours, also played for Halifax. It's uh, you know, it's good uh, that you know we he'll you know we he gets remembered in this game. He certainly is, yeah. I mean, you speak to my dad, it's his favourite all-time player, Colin Dixon. I mean, I never saw him in play in the flashlight, but I've I've read the books and, you know, become a, a huge fan of it is myself. Um, yeah, fantastic player. And it was good to see his old friend on, on Sunday, actually, Mike Coolman. He he was sat with me, my mum on, um, on Sunday at Rochdale. She's become quite good friends with him, actually. And um, it's great speaking to him, and he always talks really highly of, of Colin Dixon, you know, his best mate on the pitch and off the pitch. So uh, he's got some great stories as well, and it's good to see these 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 older players. And you know, people talk about legends these days, don't they? And I think it gets banded about a bit too much that word. But you know, these guys like Colin and, and Mike, you know, 400 and odd appearances, well over 400 appearances each for Salford. I mean, Mike's nearly 500, wasn't he? So you know, the fantastic players who. Who sort of played for for a long time, so especially Colin as well. I mean, for Halifax, he was he was a great player for them as well. So, uh, you know, to to be playing a trophy in, in his his great names, fantastic. And let's hope we, we win and bring it back to Salford. Yeah, so get yourselves down there to Halifax if you can uh, on Sunday and support the boys uh, in the Colin Dixon Trophy. And hopefully, they'll uh, they'll bring the trophy back to Salford. So that was the end of another podcast, Paul. Uh, our first one of 2017. Uh, you know, another good show. Yeah, we did well. We got through without many clangers, didn't we? Rob? We didn't do too bad. They're a bit rusty, but we're getting back into it, aren't we? So, uh, so yeah, enjoyed it, mate. And um, really excited for Sunday. I'm looking forward to going to Halifax. That should be a should be should be a good game on Sunday. And it's just exciting now that it's rugby league now every week in it now until until sort of next September. I think we've just got that one week off, haven't we? After the whole game and then the season starts. And uh, oh, brilliant! It's uh, some, something I've been looking forward to for the last three months. Anyway, getting me rugby league fix every week. Yeah, that's that's what you you miss it in the in the off season, Paul. You you know you going to the game, seeing your mates, and you know experiencing the game day, watching some Red Devils. You, you can't beat it. And obviously, a couple of weeks time after the after the friendlies, we get down to the real thing, and it's a uh, it's something to look forward to. So thanks for listening to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. You can find us on uh, Devil in the Detail SRD on Facebook at DITD SRD on Twitter, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and the League Cast app. Uh, so thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.